Welcome to the Ski Racing Podcast with me, Ed Drake. Joining me again this week is ski racing expert Ben Clark. Is that right, Ben? Ski fan, yes, correct. Ski super fan. (laughs) Olympic slalom racer Noel Baxter and director and coach of Alpine Racing Academy Team Evolution, Paul Telling. This weekend is the annual season opener of Solden, high up on the Rettenbach Glacier. Start is up at three thousand and forty meters. That's that's pretty that's pretty real, isn't it? You know about that when you're up there. <laughs> Do you know about when you just walk up the steps and you get off the lift? You know, <laughs> puffing and wheezing. You know what? It, pro- it properly is. I hadn't skied there until about two seasons ago. I've obviously seen a lot on telly. Never actually skied there. And that pitch in the middle, sixty-five percent gradient, and it's. It's like a precipice when you come over that roll. It's about a third of the way in, isn't it? So you've got about a third on the flat, then that big steep pitch, and then a, a few gates on the flat right at the very bottom. But it absolutely drops, doesn't it? Oh, man. It's, it's the longest sustained pitch anywhere in the World Cup, I think. And to kick it off with that, you know, adding in the, the height. Altitude, yeah. It's just, it's like, it's game time when you get there. Oh, it's absolutely nuts. And it's one of the longest on the World Cup. I think it is the longest women's World Cup. I don't know if it beats um, Beaver Creek's long for the men's giant style. Yeah, I mean, it? It definitely, in my view, it's the, it's the toughest women's GS, yeah. And it's bulletproof to boot. Straight off the bat. It looks great. All the, all the pictures and stuff on social media looks makes it look like it's in tip-top shape. You right? mean the piece, the piece looks great? I mean, yeah, yeah from yeah, afar. Yeah. I, don't, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want to That's put my skis on ski. <laughs> it's a great race to watch in the finish. Yeah. You see so much of the, of the yeah. hill from the finish, so it's a great spectacle spectators event you know do you think that's what the guy do you remember that video of the guy who's got crampons on the, on the <laughs> sliding the down it slides his way all the way down to the finish he's like yeah. i don't want to stand up here anymore yeah, <laughs> i'm done stop could he ben what, what's your favorite thing about solden when it happens <laughs> the, last, the last few years have been a nightmare especially for the men that they've, they've not raced since 2016 or the yeah 2016 two missed seasons um, yeah, and every year we get more and more excited as it approaches, and then you just have the inevitable call on the on the Sunday morning. Up now, it's too windy. We're not running events. Um, Last year was super foggy, wasn't it? It was, was foggy. It, was, it, it was windy. Was it literally all of the? Yeah. It, was, it was everything, everything you didn't yeah. want. I don't think the, no, I don't think anyone even got up there to the to really? the finish area. Yeah, it was a decent drive from down the bottom of the valley, isn't it? So. Yeah, yeah, long, steep drive up. Yeah, even the women's race was shortened last year. As well, uh, which took away some some of the some of the excitement because I mean, no no said it was one of the one of the toughest ones on, on the women's tour. So having it slightly shorter last year almost took away a bit of that extra uh, excitement you want to kick the season off as well. You know, and you and you said about how obviously we've not raced now there for two seasons. We have two two seasons worth of openers for the men, and I guess it's one. It must be so frustrating for those guys because you obviously. You've had your whole summer training. You've had that, you know, real intense build-up to the sort of standalone giant slalom, and then it goes back away. So you can go training again before you then have to start ramping it back up to start racing again. Come right at the end of November and into December. So for the men to have had that twice in a row being missed, that just super frustrating. As a fans as well, you're like, yes, here we go, World Cup's back, and uh, yeah, wake up Sunday and they're like, it's not happening. But the women have raced every season. They haven't missed. They didn't miss that. So they've got lucky with the Saturdays being better than the Sundays. And again, the women are going to race on Saturday. The men are going to race on the Sunday. Last year, uh, shortened. And Tessa Worley 
took the win. I think Ben actually was that your only correct pick for the entire season. I might I might have had a, a Herscher or a Schifrin one later on in the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. what, oh, what an insight! <laughs> oh, that must I have used, been a really good my expert ski knowledge um, for, for one of those ones later in the season. But I started off well. Uh, <laughs> Are you expecting more of the same? I hope so. After the start that Tessa had, she, she did actually tail off quite a bit towards the end of the season. There were a couple of results towards the end where it looked like she might have been finding some form again, but it really did drop off after the first couple of races. So I'm kind of hoping for a bit of a bit of a bounce back from from Tessa. And you know, when it gets around to picks time, I'm not I'm not going to go anywhere else. Um, <laughs> but uh, like like Noel said, that the pitch on there is is awesome to watch, and and Tessa does appear to like that that kind of. Um, race where you need to be aggressive and you can't just be passive on on a pitch like that you really have to get your get your edges into it and work and it's very tactical as well isn't it especially with how flat that bottom section is so if you you have to have a real look forward look ahead when you're skiing down there to make sure that you do nail those last couple of turns off the steep and onto that flat because it is a proper car park now yeah it's a long way to go to the finish there and those last few gates on the steep can be can be crucial you often get a little bit of sort of rhythm change in the course last year there was a bit of a roll um from what i heard this year it's not so much of a roll it's just a nice easy transition into the flat you know quite gradual flattening out over the years they've built that up the bottom of that steep as well so it's not quite so abrupt you really oh, can't really? run it out yeah. a lot more they've, they've done a lot with the snow farming and made a lot of snow and they're trying to build up the glacier if you look around it actually kind of goes down at the sides mm -hmm. you know they've, they've done a lot of work to, to maintain snow there so much more smooth transition into the flat when you've been there with um alex tilly what's what's the sort of main focus when it comes to that because obviously the steep is so steep is it about basically sort of survival down the steeps not make, doing anything stupid is it, it uh, and then thinking about transitioning steep to flat, like how's yeah, especially like out of the out of the start, that flat start, it's quite nice to get find your rhythm, Easy way, go yeah. at it, and you can really really attack over that first roll. Normally, a delay set there, and it kind of brings you in nicely in a sort of middle steep before it really rolls into the yeah. consistent long pitch. But especially at that bit where it goes into the consistent pitch, just getting those first couple of gates right, because if you if you start losing the line there already, and you're fighting from that point you're going to be absolutely dead in your legs. Paul, you've um, spent a bit of time on the Rentenback last year at yep. the World Cups. A few times. Been on the been on the hill a few times to to help out, do a bit of filming, watch from up close. And it's yeah, certainly a, a brutal hill, like the guys have said. Super steep in the middle. Not just steep, but the, the way that it rolls over a little bit once and then goes again. Um, so, so it's super aggressive there. And certainly very, very very tough to ski sometimes you watch some of the girls and you think maybe this is a bit too much maybe they haven't got it in the legs but then when you watch the the top girls the girls that are really charging and attacking and you can you, you really see a clear difference between the the girls who are confident and going there to attack they've got the physical strength they've got the mentality what they can do and it really for want of a better phrase it separates the men from the boys especially in the girls field yeah i think it's one of those hills isn't it that you can really see when you're intimidated by a piece yeah yeah or that sustained pitch as well it just if there's any weakness it just gets brought out accumulate you, you can't you can't get lucky down that pitch and just throw yourself down there it's, it's, it's you know it's a good 15 20 gates of like you said 60 percent or whatever yeah. it is it's, it's ridiculously steep uh, and bulletproof to boot normally yeah yeah so uh no nowhere to hide 
for, any, for any of the athletes. With it being the first race of this season, obviously it's it's been quite it's always going to be quite difficult to to sort of decide who we think is going to end up coming out on top, and it's going to be difficult for the athletes necessarily who haven't obviously not race sharp to come out and perform straight off the bat. Is it one of those where whoever wins in Solden is going to be fighting for overall globes? I don't think so. I think prior to Solden, it's very, always very difficult to know who's going to be on form because people have been spread out across the globe. New Zealand, Chile, Argentina, Saspay, different glaciers. So you, you've never really had people in the same place, same time, same conditions to compare them from a coaching perspective when you're watching. And there's then so long between Solden and the next set, people can say, wow, you know what, this isn't working. I need to go back to drawing board. I need to make some changes. You know, there's also the opportunity for people that have only just come back from injury to have a little bit longer to recover before the, the rest of the season kicks off. So I think it's, it's very hard to predict form coming into Solden. And it's also very hard to use Solden to predict form for the rest of the season. That's probably why Ben gets his picks wrong most of the time. Oh, well, because it, the rest of the season actually... Just continues to pick Tessa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's... Uh, no, I, I, I get it. I think it's it's almost a standalone, isn't it? Because it, do, it doesn't have yeah. anything really either side of it. But yeah, It's the only glacier race as well. I, and I always find that very hard to prepare for the conditions, you know, because it can be quite a turbulent time of year for the weather well up high as well yeah, like, like you... with those cancellations that we've had the last couple of years and it's, it can be like bulletproof ice or it can be real chunked out sort of glacier ice and and a couple of years ago or two or three years ago when Lara Goot won it was really aggressive snow and she she'd been training on that in Diabolezza and and really you could see she just had that timing in the setup for for the aggressive snow really ready and others weren't quite there yet you know? how's Alex's prep been been going ready for Solden. Good, good. Uh, she's done quite a lot on the steeps. Um, we'll see how the how the last part goes. If she can get that real confidence to get going. Last year she's really sort of kicked into action just a few days before with that, you know, that sort of excitement and that. Generally, you get very good training set up in the in the last few days before it. On the ice box there, that's the sort of classic place where they can really inject the slope. Very similar to what's going to be on the on the World Cup hill. Very hard to replicate that anywhere else and for Alex it's good because that's something that she that's one of her strengths skiing on that kind of surface mm -hmm. so often she gets that feeling and then can kick on from there and we saw obviously she DNF'd last year but we saw something that we from our side of things hadn't seen too much from Alex that charge that fight that zip that yeah. you know everything she was skiing out of her skin and it was so quick and I remember Ben and I sitting watching it going here we go you know this is going to be Alex's race is that something that is is going to help her because she's going to draw on that experience to go yes I know I can ski well here obviously she didn't make it to the bottom but she can ski well here or is it something she's going to go oh well, I skied really well here last time how am I going to make sure that I do that again what, what yeah hopefully she can just Manage to stay in the moment a bit more. I think if she starts thinking too many thoughts like that, this happened before, this, I think yeah. more she's just like, okay, I know how to execute on this hill. I just need to stay cool in those moments where I'm getting pushed around and, you know, keep that going. Like we kind of talk about in the steepest way, like keeping a consistent ground speed, not trying to like go too mental and speed things up too much and get thrown around. Just really keep that consistent movement pattern, that consistent ground speed going and then sort of ramp it up coming into the flats and really carry all that speed. 
We've worked a lot on it. Hope, hopefully she can, you know, execute, execute that in the, on the day. She, we all know she's got it. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it's interesting because she, she's building towards it definitely now. And she understands that she doesn't need to ski very well in September. It's October, November, December. Yes. That's the real key time for, for a GS skier on the women's side. So let's come to who we think's going to win. I mean, I know, Ben, are you sti- you're sticking? Are you sticking or twisting? Yeah, we're getting, t- we're getting tested again. He's yeah. got the first pick. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, got it. he's sticking with it 100% from Solden last year. <laughs> I've never got a Solden pick wrong. Um. <laughs> what about you, Paul? I'm going to go for Brignoni. Okay. Um, I'm sure you remember last year, first run, she was, she was rapid. She was hammering. And I know Wally was then, then fast on the, on the second run and, and pipped her, but... I think that she skied not just very fast in Solden last year, but she skied fast throughout the season. GS is always strong. She looks she looked good in the summer from what we've seen this summer. I'm going to go for Brignoni. No, we had two people pick her now and said Schifrin. Yeah. I know, I'm quite surprised <laughs> at that, I have to say. Are those legit, not not Schifrin's, or are they... No, 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 that's, that's legit. That's legit. I don't... Schifrin's... No, I mean... Like we've spoke about in the previous podcast, there's no doubt as to how good Schifrin is and that she's the best female skier in the world. Um, but I don't think October in Solden is the time that she looks to peak for or is at her best or is bothered about being at her, her best. Obviously, she's a competitor and she wants to win every race, but I don't feel like that's the time that she's aiming to peak. And I think some of those other girls are going to be that little bit uh, they're a little bit more up for it on the day and Schifrin will be happy to go in there to fight for a podium obviously to fight for a win but to take away take away World Cup points and to move on to so you the, think she's maybe um, gearing her sort of peak at the season as yeah. opposed to this race yeah I'd say you know, historically you're probably quite right there with Insolden with, yeah. with, with Michaela she's uh, had podiums there yeah she's on the podium pretty much every time but it, it's the kind of that hill that on the girls side if you yeah. really you know, you're willing to risk, you can you can gain a lot coming, yeah. coming off that steep. And we see that risk from her in slalom. When she needs to do it, she can put down a run that's a second faster than anyone in slalom. But in GS, we don't see her risk that much that often unless she really needs to. And I never really feel like she goes into the Solden like she needs to do that. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Melly? Yeah, I was, wasn't expecting to be able to say shit for him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll continue that theme. And I'm going to say it's just because I'd like her to really lay down a challenge to Schiffen at least so I'll say Petra Belova just because I'd like to see her sort of get an early charge in the yeah. season and you know she came to Levy last year and did really well so well, I think she'll be in good shape coming yeah. to the start of the season yeah, and she's really it, trying to close that gap to Schiffen yeah and it's a great time yeah. to do it because you know if what you your sort of thought process Paul was about Schiffen trying to gear up to the season as opposed to necessarily the end of October for one race then maybe it's the chance for 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 Vlahova to go. Do you know what? I'm gonna come and I'm gonna send a message and then I'm gonna blitz this one and then I'm gonna, you know, put the. Oh, yeah, I know it's very early on, but you still put the pressure yeah, yeah. right Play from the back. Yeah, yeah, and go. Do you know what? This I've been is working hard this summer. And, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I don't. I feel like if I now go for um, Schifrin's, like. Well, you're taking the easy option. I'm taking now, the easy option. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Have you done any research on anyone else? Anyone else's form? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I think she, uh, it's hard, isn't it? Because like we what we've spoken about already, Schifrin is Schifrin. She's Michaela Schifrin. If she wants to win it and she's geared up 
she has a better chance than anybody else to win it. Um, but uh, I don't, I'm not going to say Schifrin because I feel like it is an easy, easy uh, option. But I'm going to go uh, Victoria Riedersberg. Yeah. Because she's a uh, obviously a great giant Samsky for one. But she's she's won here in the past. She's a very experienced racer. She knows exactly what it takes to to come and. Um, Coach Rudy set in the first run as well. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Didn't know that, but I'll take that as a little <laughs> as a little booster for my uh, for my pick. But yeah, so I think she's got a great chance of, of coming out on top. And if you do catch Schifrin on a less than focused, I mean, maybe we're doing over the service. Maybe she's, she's yeah, bang up for this, fire, yeah, and yeah. she's just going to go. Do you know what? I have been training hard all summer, and I'm gonna, I think it's one of those events that women's GS at the moment. It's just there is those five yeah, six girls great. who can win, and yeah. that makes it exciting. Absolutely. So. You know, who knows? Uh, do you know what? You, you touched on it earlier, Noel, with Lara Gu. Are we going to see a glimpse of Lara of, of a few years ago? Or is, I, I don't know, she just hasn't, she wasn't there last season, the year before, it was bitty. Uh, and so she's not really been at that peak that she was at sort of three seasons ago now. Yeah, do you yeah. think we're going to see that again from her? Or is... um, I reckon we could see it in speed events more, maybe in Super G especially. GS on last year's evidence didn't look like it. Maybe you know, worked done some work on the equipment setup, and, and I know she wasn't training as much GS last year, and I think she's kind of doing a bit more on that side now. So, it'd be great well, to she see certainly her. Won the, like she did in Solden a few years ago. That was well, she's certainly incredible. one that isn't afraid to, to to fight, and sometimes that comes out in the wrong way for her with her style of skiing when she tries super hard, she overturns and is over overly aggressive. And it just ends up slowing her down as opposed to actually yeah, kind of scrappy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Rather than building momentum through the turn. But she, you can't argue with her pedigree, can you? Yeah, no, that's of it. Her, of her history behind it. All right, so I think some healthy picks. Alex Tilly, as we've already talked about, super excited to see what she's got on offer this weekend. I'm really, really hoping for a good top 15 to really give herself some sort of... Again, it depends on her start number because she's right on the cusp yeah. of that WCSL list. Yeah, you know, exactly. Put a, a good early result down to consolidate that place in the top 30, start a number in the top 30 and, and build the season from there. Yeah, and with a positive result, I think it's you know, so important. This is one thing I said to Alice before. Like, I'd love to see her put a result down, put two runs down in Sullivan. She's, she's shown some great skiing there over the years, but she's never actually put a result on the board. And that's, yeah, she's got to be looking to do that. Yeah, I mean, we saw glimpses of it last year and can't hope for anything more than putting that, that same energy and enthusiasm in. Noel's been talking about how, how her summer's gone and, and where she's at right now. And like you said, she doesn't look like she backs down from anything. So we've talked about how uh, confident and aggressive you need to be on, uh, on that slope. So it's set up for her and ready to go. Okay, so now moving on to the men's side. Obviously, not an awful lot of past form to go on for Solden. Well, I mean, when you look at the when you look at men's last year was cancelled, the year before was cancelled, the year prior to that from the top three you had Hirscher and Neureiter, second and third, who are now both retired. So in the last three years, the only person who's been on a podium is Pintrell. So I mean, if you're going to go off of that, then Pintrell. 
Is that, is that um, your call? Straight, straight in. in. Got somewhere to be? Have we gone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. I've got to be at Solden at the weekend. So. <laughs> No, yes, I'm not. I'm no, I'm no, not. So I'm, not back I'm, that, no, I'm not going for Pinterest. I'm saying that when you're looking at current, when you're looking at form, that that's probably the best that you could go for. So it's really, it's really an open playing field. I'll tell you who I would like to go for. I would like to go for uh, Kranjic. Oh, um, I think yeah. that last year he was he was solid. He was fast. I he was aggressive. I think that when he makes a fast turn, he's incredibly quick. I think that. It's really well suited to him when it is a little bit rough, a little bit tough up on oh, Solden. Yeah, he's proved that. So I think that that's where not the safe bet is because I don't think there's a safe bet on the men's, but I think that that's where I'd, yeah, that's that's where I would go. Again, in a similar respect to the to how the women challenge this piece, the men is exactly the same, right? It's all about making sure that you are not wasting energy down the steep by fighting and trying to recover and then making sure that you've got that transition nail from the steep and onto the flat. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Ligeti's record there, before the cancellations, is really impressive, yeah. you know, and that was in those years where the, where the on the 35-metre skis and stuff like that, he was that, skiing that really round line and just linking that pitch up the whole way down, you know. It's, it'd be interesting to see what he's got now, you know, oh, a little yeah. boost to try and, you know, bring his, bring his form back to where it was when he was competing with Yershire. Yeah, I, think, yeah, I, don't, I don't know what it's, it's been a turbulent couple of years for the guy since I mean he's had, a, he's had a knee injury he's had a back injury he's had a regulation change there's been there's been countless obstacles in his way I mean his record speaks for himself as to how fast he is as a GS skier um, but really I guess is he is he still the same skier that he was before that's that's what it's going to come down to. When there's yeah. all these these young guns who are looking to fill that space, is is Ligeti capable of doing what Christofferson can do? Is he capable of doing what Kranjic can do? Like I'm not sure. I'm not I sure that he can. Either. I kind of I quite like it because of it would be a cool story. Yeah. You know, in terms of storytelling of sport, like a great comeback. You know, the guy's been through loads of injuries. He's one of the most recognisable names within our sport. It would be cool to see him back, but whether I'm gonna, whether I would, it'd be cool for him just to throw down that mark and say, "Yeah, I'm not done yet." Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've got some more. It's quite interesting with some of the guys as as they start to get older in their career, especially if they've come from the absolute peak, which Ligeti was at. To try and understand what it is that's motivating them now, because he doesn't seem like a person that's just happy competing on the World Cup tour. He looks frustrated when he's skiing. Oh, he looks frustrated in the finish area. You know, it's it, the fact that he's still coming back. You know, says that he thinks he still got it to compete at that level, and it'd be really interesting to see this as one of those first races. To you know, he's had the summer to rest, train, get in the best Trying shape he can for, his, yeah. for, for 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 his age, and it'd be interesting to see if he can just put that down, um, and you know, show people what he's still got. Yeah, well, let's hope. Ben, again for the picks. Yeah, um, good, yeah. Why not? I quite like Loic Mayer. It's a, it's a little bit out there, but he's so, he's so smooth. When you've talked about not fighting on the steep, he's one of those guys. Him and Odenmatt, they seem to have such gentle touch on the, on the skis that I, I, I quite like to see what he's got. I mean, I don't, like you said, there's no real kind of form to speak of um, with the races being cancelled all the time in 
uh, in Solden, but I think I think we could see something special from that. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go again with an outsider. I like to go with outsiders. I like to see getting shake shaken up a little bit. I'm gonna go with Odermatt. I think it was his first World Cup points were in Solden. Seems like a long time ago now. Yeah. Uh, well, he would have been pretty young back in 2016. Yeah, and with the way he finished last season, I just think he's you know a young guy. He's gonna hungry, going out the sun, ready to show like, everybody. Yeah, he wants to go out there and show that he's the next guy, the next superstar of this sport. You know, I think he's he's hungry to show that with his you know when he dominated the World Juniors a couple of years ago. You know, really showing himself last year to be regular podium contender at the end of the season. Love to see him do it. Yeah, I I, I really think that he's. Even though he is young, I really think he's in with a shout at this overall. I don't. You know, I know it's probably early for him in terms of his peak, but I still think he's got a decent shout at this overall. You know, so if he's gonna get a, if he's gonna get a run on the overall, he's gonna have to like we already said, he's gonna have to perform on the day in the races. You mean the GS the overall? You mean the overall? No, I mean the overall overall. Yeah. yeah. So like you say, he's gonna have he's gonna have to perform, and why not? Why not now? He's got the fight. He's got the hunger. He's definitely got the skills. So again, we shied away from Christofferson and Pantero. I think I actually think Pantero is going to take this this win. I can't as much as I do like an outsider, and and I I kind of think that Favre might do it because he's a great skier. He's a, he's got a cool head on his shoulders. He's definitely got a fight about him, but I I just I think that. Alexi's going to have the measure of this course. And again, when we talked about Vlahova having to lay a marker down for Schifrin, do you know what? I think Pantero is, is, is going to want to show this as this is me now. This is my and he's, scene. Yeah, he's really, he has proven over the years that he's good on those consistent, sustained pitches. Hinterstoder, Solden. Kranskagora, these places he's always done well. Um, I, I think, yeah, it, it's the he's a real favourite. Yeah. yeah, so I think, yeah, I definitely think you're right. He's going to be the favourite, and I think, you know, for good reason. Are we going to see it for Manny? God knows. I don't think he knows. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think any of us know. I'm hoping for how fireworks. Many, how many gates down the steep is he going to get? Um, is he going to get but, to the steep? Yeah. <laughs> Straight out the first gate, wrong side of the first gate. Now, do you know what, though? I think it's going to be difficult on the men's side, and I think it will be a real bone of contention for a lot of the men, is that they're going to have to deal with what about Marcel Hirscher? That factor. They're going to have to deal with you won, but there's no Marcel. Or do you think you would have beaten Marcel down here on this piece in these conditions? Yeah. That is something that... That is the narrative for, especially tech but World Cup tech of the next couple of seasons. And I think that's going to be a real chip on some racers' shoulders. And I think that's something that uh, I guess the sports psychologists are going to be working with because that is a real, I think that's... Well, that's what, that's what I was saying before. I think someone like Schwartz, who seems very level-headed, will probably deal with that no problem. Someone like Feller, that might irk him a little bit and, you know, to be seen as either the, the successor or only... Because he's not there. Yeah, only doing this because Hirsch is not there. Um, you never know, like Ben says with Fella, like you're going to get fireworks, but you never know which way they're going to go off. I don't, it's like putting Mario Balotelli on skis when I watch, <laughs> watch Fella. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I do think that that's, and that's why I think that Alexi Pantero is going to come down here 
and he's going to blitz it because he is going to want to send a message to the Mitski media, to ski racing fans, to athletes that this is yeah he must be hungry for that gs globe as well like i always look back to that season when he won four in a row but didn't win the globe that to me was that must have been hard for him oh you know because you know that's to win four in a row and not win the globe that just shows how good here she was you know Mm. and and i think he's really got that point to prove of anyone in gs at the moment that he deserves to be a globe winner you know yeah yeah hundred yeah not just a combi a combi yeah exactly exactly so Chances, chances of a Hersher last minute reversal of retirement. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and, and just chop in. It. Red yeah. Bull chopper coming yeah. in. It's all just been one big wind up for Christopherson. <laughs> <laughs> just getting under, get under Henrik's skin a little bit. That would, that would, I would. You're changing your pick there, Ben. We're going to pick someone who is officially not on the start. What about Marcel Hersher uh, as the forerunner and winning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do it with a camera. I'd, I'd imagine that. The media are going to be wanting to be talking to Hirsha through that weekend, but he's probably going to not want to be anywhere near Solden uh, if he, that weekend. He's going to have to have his, you know, his shorts on and on some uh, beach Caribbean somewhere. island, keeping away from on China. a motorbike. That seems yeah. to be his thing now. Exactly. Yeah, we'll see if that. And wait to see what he's actually going to do because there's no way that he's just going to retire, just disappear into yeah. the Austrian hills. Well, uh, Marcel Mappers was saying on on the Hirsha podcast that we did that he's got a load of. Uh, non-disclosure agreements that he's not allowed to talk about in terms of what's coming next so he said he said in the interview that there are so many ndas that he's basically not supposed to be talking about anything <laughs> to anyone about anything this is going to be a really good press conference <laughs> i'm retiring and i can't tell you anything else about my life exactly so um yeah i don't expect to see him anywhere near the world cup and i think if he is close to it He's just gonna have that chirping it's in his shoulder about being there. And I guess when he was, he's ob- he must have obviously been sick of it, really, to to hang up your boots at thirty when you've dominated World Cup skiing for so long. Yeah. To to walk away when you're still at your peak, you must really be done with it. So yeah. there's there's no space in the picks for Christofferson. There's no space in the picks for Schwartz or Feller. No. No, 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 it's going to be, you know, it's going to be an interesting race. Like, if, if the race happens, well, it's going to be an interesting race. It's not a hat-trick of Yeah, I was going to say, can I change my pick to win? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seems to generally win. And uh, on the British front, Charlie Raposo is en route to yep. Selden. So he's... He's already, he's already there, I believe. And obviously we just spoke on the women's side about Alex Tilly, how well she's been prepping for it and um, how well she looks and obviously we wish her all the best it pains me to say something nice about Raposo I know it goes um, against everything I know exactly <laughs> but I feel like we I feel like we should um, we should do it just for the podcast he's you know he's worked like we spoke about in the previous podcast he's worked extremely hard all summer he's made a big change in, in his uh, physical approach he's obviously taken a, a slightly more mature mental approach to, to several aspects Um and it looks like he's in the best condition that he's ever been in to get a result there. We know he can ski fast. Hopefully, he has a half-decent start number, uh, which always makes a difference there. And, yeah, is, is he going to make the 30? It's, it's going to be a tough one, but it's not, it's not an impossibility. He's certainly not there to make up the numbers. 
Mm. For me, it'll come down a lot to the snow conditions there because yeah. he's going to have a high number, you know, yeah. 45, 50, I reckon. If you've got like good, solid conditions, I reckon he's got a chance. I, I, I don't think he's, yeah, it remains to be seen how his summer's gone. If, if it's that really chunked out way and rough and bumpy on what I've, the way I've seen him ski till now, I think that's where he'll struggle a little bit. But yeah, on good on a good surface, I think Charlie really has a chance. Yeah. Um, so we can just hope for that that the, the course holds up really well for him. Yeah, hopefully it's, it's it's a nice course and it's a nice set as well. If the conditions are, are as Noel said, if it's something that where it does cut up a little bit more, you want a, a course that people are making as cleaner lines in as possible, rather than ones where people are bouncing all over the place. Because once the first couple of people start bouncing, the holes just get bigger and bigger and. As someone who was never a World Cup racer but was a veteran of starting 140th on several occasions, <laughs> I can tell you it's not much fun in some conditions. Yeah, I think I, I'm looking forward to seeing Charlie have a, a real go at this piece. He's, as we all know, not a man who's uh, short of uh, belief in his in his ability, and, and he's and he's like we've said, is in as good a shape as he's been. He's been training as hard as he's ever trained before, and off the basis of the the coming close last year on a few occasions that now's as good a chance as any to really get in there and fight but what we do know about the guys that starting outside the 30 you've got nothing to lose when you're outside the 30 so you can guarantee from bib 31 till 70 odd which they'll be in this race they will all be going max they'll all be going flat out so that is the only way that you can tackle this piece it's the only way that you're going to get into the 30 on any given day anyway but it's going to take you know we're talking you know the difference between making the 30 and coming 55 60 is probably only going to be half a second maybe slightly more but you know it's not a lot when you're skiing a minute 10 it's going to be tough like it's going to be tough for him but we wish him all the best and and, and he's got the skills got our fingers crossed yeah for sure Right, thanks guys. Again, that's all we got time for and uh, we'll watch with bated breath how the weekend unfurls. Thanks a lot. Bye for now.